Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host, Holly, and it is Friday. I am feeling good. I am super excited for another episode to be out there in the world. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. I have a collaboration, some write-ins I'm super excited about, so stay tuned and enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host Holly and I am here with Debbie from Hamsters for Humanity. Everyone give a warm welcome to Debbie. Hey guys, nice to be here. (laughs) Well it is super nice having you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really do appreciate it. I love meeting different people in the hamster community and having you on the podcast. It is what this podcast is about. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your current hamsters that you have right now? Um, Sure. I have three right now. Not saying I won't have four, but I don't want my husband to listen and think I have anything in the works. But (laughs) (laughs) my oldest hamster right now is Scooter. He's a sweet little winter white dwarf hamster. He's precious and full of himself. I have Melody, who's very melodramatic, not named for that, but could have been. And Uh, yeah, I was going to say the names, (laughs) the name fits. (laughs) (laughs) And she is a cool banded Syrian that I got from a breeder. I did, let me back up because I did get Scooter from the pet store. It was one of those like run across the store at each other except for he's behind glass because he was so stinking cute and we just fell in love there and that's the way it was but I did get Melody from a breeder and my last hamster is Sawyer he is a black and white Syrian and I got him from a rescue about an hour and a half or so away that I saw on the internet and he is sweet but very shy I'm still doing the taming process because he is just not having it oh do you mind telling everybody about that with your taming process right now but he's in the bin each one is in a different closure so scooter is in a tank and Melody is in the Tatoff and then Sawyer is in a bin cage and while I like the bin cage and it's perfect for him just because of the circumstances where he came from was a tiny cage with I think there were three brothers and three sisters all together and they were coming at the age where they should have been separated but they were in tiny tubes and they all slept in the tubes together and it was just awful so he really likes a tight he doesn't burrow he likes me to provide him with a like tube that he can start out in and then go and bury himself. He's not one to be up against the cage. I can't really see him. Comes out every night though. So like clockwork, I can see him and there are times where I can get him out and put him in the playpen and he's golden and I sit in there and he'll walk all over me. But if I go to touch him, it's like, so I'm just really taking it easy. He started recently with taking food from my, if I try to give him a little treat, he'll come up and take a piece of food. So right now we're at that stage. 
And as soon as I feel like I can be a little bit more able to pet him, it'll be better. But he and Melody come out consistently, usually around eight or nine at night. And so I just stay up and get them out or, you know, play with them in the cage. But Scooter, he'll hide away for a couple of nights and I won't see him. And then he'll come out in the day and he's just wonky. But I'm, I'm trying, huh. Sawyer, but... I'm respecting that he might be that kind of hamster because of his beginnings. And that's okay. Not every hamster is going to be one that can get out and crawl all over you. And he's living the good life and he's loving it. And that's what matters. Yeah. And some hamsters are more solitary or what we call ghost hamsters. Right. So, you know, you just got to check on them when you can and respect their space. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. I wanted to talk to you about your awesome free roam area that you recently posted on Instagram that you redid. Do you mind like going over your process of setting up this new area, how you kind of put everything together? Just walk us through your process for that because I mean, it's like goals for free roam area. (laughs) Oh, and I have, there are other accounts that have goals for me. And so like that have separate free roam things like uh, Nico the Syrian, you know, has one for each of them Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, which eventually I'd like to work up to. But I have two older children that have, are adults now and have moved out. And I had this room I was using for an office for my online school stuff. And I decided to move them all in here with me and kind of split their room up and divide it and let them have an area with stuff that they can do because Scooter would get up during the day when I was on class and I would actually like put him on the computer and let the kids see him and then I just put him in the free realm because he's not an escape artist he just wants to chill and run at full speed so it just morphed last week or the week before because we had a thunderstorm here and my dog ran under my bed and I was trying to get the dog out and cuddle her and realize that I had the big long piece of glass that was left over from the detolf under my bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want this for an enclosure because then I can like take awesome pictures and videos through the glass if they don't want me in there with them. And so it kind of went from that to just having a corner in the room that's like all theirs and they can do what they want in it. And You know, I've tried to put a bunch of different stuff in there and I give them their own special treats when they're in there. And it's just really nice. You know, I close the door, they have the room to themselves. They don't, you know, the cats, the dog, nothing comes in here. It's just their area. It's been a positive thing, especially for Melody. Once she realized that I will defeat her and she will not escape. It's been lovely. Yeah. And I mean, everybody, you should check out her post. I'll share it when this podcast goes up. It's really cool. It's an extra that is nice to have, but you got to do the best you can do with what you've got. We have to be mindful that people, you know, are just starting out or definitely don't have the room and that's okay. Exactly. And, you know, it's a work in progress. I feel like with everybody, we're always improving and growing in this community. And, you know, you always want to be striving for something better. And even if that's, you know, just taking one or two small steps to enrich your hamster's life, do it by all means. Yeah. And remember that new people come into the community every single day. So mistakes are going to happen. The more you know, the more your care will grow. You know, I find out all sorts of stuff every day from other people that make me change my mind or learn different things. And, you know, we just have to give people time. I mean, I know I was checking out my followers the other day and I realized that 40% of them are under the age of 24 and 9% of them are 13 to 17 year olds. So I think we need to have a little grace as 
adults and realize that these are first pets for a lot of people and they have no clue, just like I didn't as an adult starting out. Exactly. And, you know, when I first got Petra, I was looking into different cages and stuff before I got her. And the cage that I was going to buy was basically an adult critter trail. Like right. It was one of those tiny little cages that you get at PetSmart. And I was going to buy yep. that for her yep. until I did more research into it. And, you know, good thing I didn't <laughs> buy that for her because she was a crazy little thing. She ran around all the time and ran so fast, even in the bin cage that I had for her. And then I ended up upgrading her bin cage because she needed more space. Right. And I wanted to get her the detoff, but I didn't have the means to get the detoff yet. But I recently got it. So I will have that for Linka here Yay. soon. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I'm like, I finally have the means, but some people have the means to, you know, go way above and beyond. And, you know, but as of right now where I'm at, this is, you know, what I can do and what I can strive for. So it's, it's a work in progress. I feel like for everybody, and just like you said, we, we need to have some grace. And that's another reason why I did this podcast was because I'm open with my mistakes that I made and try to prevent more people from making those mistakes and talking about them in an open way that people don't feel shame or guilty about it or like ousted out of the community because everybody makes mistakes. I mean, I had no clue in the beginning. I had a hamster when I was probably like 10 years old. And his name was Oscar. And Aww. I'm assuming, I think he was a Syrian. You know, back then I didn't even know. Most people don't know the species of hamsters when you're younger because you're not taught that. You just are like, oh, well, it's a teddy yeah. bear hamster that they had at the yes, <laughs> pet exactly, store. Exactly. Well, my parents offered me a hamster as kind of the way to get to a dog that I was asking for, because I think a lot of parents think of hamsters and fish and birds as small animals, like gateway animals that if you prove yourself that you can take care of a living creature, you can move on to the bigger animals like a dog and cat. And so I think there's that misconception that, okay, they're smaller, they fit in a smaller area, they need less, you know, maintenance, and they don't live as long. And that's kind of sad, but that's, I think, why I ended up with my first hamster. And I think a lot of others probably do too. Sadly, it is that way people think that hamsters are like a toy pet, basically, because they're small and cheap at a pet store. And unfortunately, that's part of how things are. And they're marketed a lot towards kids, which is really upsetting for people that are knowledgeable about hamsters. I do really like your page, though. You post a lot of funny stuff. Thanks. Well, I kind of got on with that intent, but boy, did I get in the very beginning because, you know, of course I had my hamster that passed away, Latte. I had her in the biggest cage here near me. It's like a big rabbit cage, basically, but it still probably wasn't standard. And I could take a picture in the corner and somebody would message me it like they knew exactly the square footage and go, I don't think this is, or this is too small. And I'm like, you've literally seen five and a half percent of my cage. 
you don't really know, but it's, I kind of like, okay, I'm going to make all this light because I don't like criticism anyway, who does, but I'm just going to kind of make it all light and airy. And by nature, I'm kind of more snarky and sarcastic and humorous and at work. That was really fun with all the other teachers and stuff. But when we went on lockdown and everybody was at home, my family doesn't think I'm as funny as others do. So it was kind of nice, you know, having this as an outlet and feeling like I could still be humorous in a different way. So it really kind of saved me through this pandemic. So it's been nice. That's funny because that, that's the first time I've heard that you were brought to this community in a different way, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I like mean, that. I found it. Latte would just say funny things through my mouth and she would be the vessel that my sarcasm came through and it just kind of clicked and worked and it made her have a personality that was funny and it was just nice. I got to be me, but through her. And so it kind of has just grown and that's why I try to give Give character to my current hammies and just have fun with it. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. So was the latte your first hamster that you've had since you were like 10 years old, you said? Yes. And honestly, it was my daughter's hamster. I was the, the grandma basically. But um, when she turned, when my daughter, who is 16 now, turned like 14, a friend gave her a hamster as a birthday present. Oh my gosh. <laughs> FYI, we shouldn't give anybody live animals without asking their parent out there, but it yeah. was done. And of course, it was a little robo that came in a tiny hamster cage from Petco with all the little trimmings. And we loved him and he was great, but he didn't live that long. And we didn't know anything that that wasn't right. And it was a little time period that went by after he passed. And my daughter wanted another hamster and fell in love with Latte at the pet store. And we got her and got a bigger cage and just loved on her. And she kind of slowly became my muse <laughs> and my Aww. daughter loved her and took care of her but for for my humorous you know things I kind of um bonded with her and did stuff with her in that regard and once she passed I was devastating I was devastated and right now she's you know buried outside her living room window and I get to say good morning to her every morning when I come down the stairs and turn the corner and she was the you know, reason that I have kept on getting other hamsters. Now I know that it's just something that I'll probably continue the rest of my life. It's been fantastic. But it started out rough because I was seriously irritated that somebody would give my child a live pet without asking my permission. And I really don't recommend that. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it ended well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, blows my mind that somebody would do that. But yeah, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be where you're at right now if it wasn't for those events occurring how they did so exactly which is exactly cool. yeah it all turns out the way it needs to turn out this is true it does anything else you want to add anything else you want to share with the hamster community I think I just want to remind people to have grace with others on here that shaming or belittling people with their hamsters only makes people defensive. That if you mm -hmm. really feel that there's something you need to say, obviously you need to DM it. Don't put it in comments and try to start out with something positive. You know, like, oh, I love the cute toys you have, but just harmful that they have softwood things. Or, oh, I love the small details you add to your cage, but they may need bigger hides. Or, oh, I love that you get the idea that your hamster needs exercise. That's awesome. But 
a hamster ball is like really dangerous and you might need a bigger wheel. Things like that. Like start with the positive because you can find positive in even the worst accounts, even if, wow, I love your hamster's name. <laughs> you know, just yeah. start positive, give constructive advice and don't get defensive if they don't take it. That's all I have to say. I just want people on here to have grace. And sometimes people just truly don't know better, just like we did it in the beginning. And you can't get on your high horse when you, you know, everybody started out the same place. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we're at as well. It's not just everybody started out with the best hamster care. I mean, even people that people in the hamster community look up to like Victoria Rachel had mm-hmm. critter trails when she first had hamsters because exactly. there was nothing saying that those were bad back then because people didn't know they didn't do research. Right. So even people with the best care nowadays started at square one and we yeah. have to remember that. Exactly. And there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, I live looking at the handing way and, you know, hamster care and Mm -hmm. hamster info Ireland. Nico, the Syrian's got tons of little, you know, things on her account linking to this and that. I mean, there's just a plethora of of stuff. I love following um, Utrecht because the Science Sundays, I've learned stuff I've never learned. And it's just really cool. Look around, look around, take advice and enjoy your hamster. Don't let other people not let you enjoy loving your hamster. So yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, Holly, I'm so glad you had me on. This is awesome. I'm so happy you got Linka. So adorable. And your heart is so big. And I'm so glad that you found the perfect match to absorb all that love that you have to give to a hamster. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. You sound just like my mom. A little (laughs) while. I'm probably older than her. So that's okay. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I think I'm most people's grandma on here. That's okay, though. I'm cool with that. Hey, the demographic in this community is so wide. It's crazy. I thought that the demographic for the podcast was going to be younger. It's not. Yeah. It's so diverse. It's about equal for all ages. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, yeah. It's that, really that cool. Means a lot. Yeah. It's really that's cool. even better. I'm working on taming Linka right now. I've only had her for about a week. A little over a week, and she is the most gentle hamster (laughs) I've ever had. She's so, even just taking treats from my fingers and from my hand, she just barely like grabs it. It's so cute. Yeah. That's how Scooter is. He's my, he's my little precious boy that just would never think of biting me and is very malleable. And yeah, he's just precious. I think we all need one of those in our lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> to offset to offset the ghosts and the divas <laughs> in my life, it's <laughs> nice to have Scooter. I love them for who they are, but it's sometimes it's just nice to feel, you know, that bond. Yeah, and I mean, coming off of Petra too. I mean, Petra was just like my latte for you, right? My yeah, she and I had this bond that. I've never felt with an animal before. Yeah, exactly. We had like the same personality. It's so funny. My boyfriend, he's like, I loved Petra. Like she was so cute, but she was just like you. And he was like, (laughs) Linka is kind of more like me. (laughs) He's like, I feel like I'm going to have a better bond with Linka because 
she's more like me. And I'm like, I think you're right because she's very gentle and calm and, you know, Petra was more hyper and active and that's how I am. So it's, it's just so funny. <laughs> it's funny when you can match personalities with your pet. I'm a lot like yeah. my dog, so I don't know what that says, but <laughs> same hair color and all. So that's so fun though. It's fun to have lots of different animals and well, you just tell that to my husband because you know, <laughs> he loves them all and he's such a good pet dad, but it's like the fur, the amount of fur here, I feel like we could take stock in one of those lint rollers because it's incredible. So the hamsters are lucky they have their own room to chill in and none of these animals bother them and can yeah. keep away from the fur because we can't. Yeah. But then I track stuff all over the house on my socks from... I have bedding all over the house just coming from my socks, like because I go in there and play with them and I get up and I'm dragging their bedding all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you'd be amazed of how it, the hamster bedding gets everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. My husband's like, why is there hamster bedding in the basement? I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, not yeah. wasn't me. <laughs> it, it has a mind of its own, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Because there would be right. times I would you know, be out in the kitchen and I'm like, well, guys, where did this hamster <laughs> come from? Or, you know, and right. I'm like, oh, maybe it was, it fell out of my sleeve, you know, when Petra was running through my sleeve and right, right. who knows? I'm like, which of you, which my children didn't tell me I had hamster bedding on my butt. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, thank you, Debbie, so much for coming and talking with me today. I, I love your personality. You are super fun. Thank you so much. I loved being on here. I was super nervous in the beginning and like two seconds in, I wasn't. You just give off an awesome vibe. You have a great personality and I love your voice. You should be like doing the news somewhere. And, <laughs> you um, sound just like my mom. <laughs> see, I'm telling you. Okay, my your mom needs to follow me and I'll follow her. Get her on Instagram and we'll, we'll start, you know. Yeah. The how can we help Holly? account. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I I got my bachelor's degree in mass communications a couple years ago. And that explains it. My parents they thought I was going to be the weather girl. They were like, "You're going to be on the news, you're going to be the weather girl, you're going to be the anchor, we're going to watch you every night on the local news." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> so when you no, said that, No, I'm going to talk about I'm, hamsters. <laughs> yeah, instead I have a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> That's okay. You don't know where this will lead. You know, you start things with your heart and those are the things that take off. So this could be, you know, you could change the face of hamster care in the United States, which is what my goal is for you. So there you go. (laughs) Thank you. Your mom and I will make it happen. (laughs) I love how that's your goal for me. That's great. Yes. (laughs) I got to have goals for other people because this is the pinnacle for me. So. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, I mean, this podcast is literally the first of its kind, so. <laughs> well, you know, uniqueness should be celebrated, so there you this go. This is true, and it's way more than what I thought it would be. I did not have the expectations of this at all Aww. by any means, so. Is that your kid? Don't make me cry on here, too. You're not allowed to put crying on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Well, thank you so much again. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. It's been awesome. 
Holly, you have a fantastic weekend and I really, really appreciate this. You too. Of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. This is awesome. Of course. And tell your mom to message me and we'll get on our goals. Okay. <laughs> okay. You have a good weekend too. I'll talk to you later. Hey, okay, Debbie? You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So I hope you all enjoyed that collaboration with Debbie from Hamsters for Humanity. She is absolutely a blast. I enjoyed talking with her. And yeah, so now I want to get into Holly's hamster tip of the week. And the tip of the week this week is regularly make boredom breakers for your hamster. First off, these are super fun to make. Second off, your hamster enjoys them. And third off, they keep your hamster busy. So regularly make boredom breakers for your hamster. Simple as that. Okay, so this week I have a write-in from Dumpling Hammy. They wrote in four mistakes hamster owners make. Of course, everyone makes mistakes, but it's important to be educated. Hamsters are just as important as any other pet. Mistake number one, having too small of a cage. This mistake is the most commonly made mistake. Hamsters should be given at least 450 square inches of floor space and nothing less. However, when you go to the pet store, most of the cages you would see are very tiny and you may think to yourself, since it's labeled it's for hamsters, it should be fine. Wrong. What you need to learn is that not everything labeled as, quote, for hamsters or hamster safe is actually safe for your little fur buddies. Just because hamsters are small animals certainly does not mean that they need a small cage. Hamsters are very active and they do need a lot of room to be able to do their natural habits. Mistake number two, not having enough bedding. Bedding is very important because hamsters burrow in the wild. Without bedding, how is your hamster supposed to burrow? Your hamster won't be able to burrow if you give them a small amount of bedding. A hamster should get at least 6 inches of bedding. However, some hamsters don't start to burrow until they have been given at least 10 inches. Mistake number 3. Not providing your hamster with a sand bath. Hamsters cannot be bathed in water. Water wrecks their coats and their natural oils. Instead, provide your hamster with a sand bath so that they will be able to clean themselves. Children's play sand and reptile sand with no added dyes or calcium. Avoid anything labeled as dust or powder because it can cause a respiratory infection. Mistake number four, not having a proper hamster diet. Diet is very important for having a happy and healthy hamster. You cannot just pick a random pellet mix and feed it to your hamster. A hamster's diet should include 17 to 19% protein, 4 to 7% fat, 6 to 15% fiber. You're probably going to end up mixing things around. I recommend 
50% of Higgins Sunburst Seed Mix and 50% Maserai Rat and Mouse Pellets. A hamster diet should also include a variety of fruit and vegetables as well as an insect protein because hamsters are omnivores. I hope you found this helpful. Thank you so much. That was super informative. The next thing I want to share is some in honor ofs. So if you have a hamster that has recently passed away or one that has passed away even a couple of years ago that you would like to share a fun story about or just a memory in honor of them, let me know and I will feature it. So I have two in honor of this week that are going to be featured. The first one is from Cappy Dot and Dot Fur Friends. They wrote in, in honor of Cappy. You weren't just my first hamster, but also my first pet. You taught me how to be a good hamster mama, and I'm so grateful I got to care for you for two years. I learned so much about proper hamster care, and it broke my heart when you died last June. You will always be my little mother pooper. The other one they wrote in was in honor of Bree. I was so surprised when I first got you. You were so much bigger than your big sis, Cappy. You were so silly with your making poo-poos everywhere and your peachy butt zoomies during free roam. It was with you I learned that each hamster has their own little personality. I named you after the Game of Thrones character because I knew from the get-go that you were strong and big-boned like Brianna of Tarth. I hope you are having fun in hammy heaven with your sister and fellow fur friends. Aww, thank you so much for sharing this. This other in honor of is from Royal Hammy's Squad. They wrote in, I just want to say I love my boys Romeo and Midnight, and I hope that they are happy in heaven and watching over me and Cammy. Thank you so much for sharing this. I'm sure they are and watching over you. Okay, so that wraps up another episode of the Happy Hamster Corner. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and you can tune in next Friday for another episode. If you don't know, I release new episodes every single Friday And if you ever want to be featured on this podcast, send in a write-in, anything like that. Send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. I would love to have you on this podcast or have you featured. If you enjoy my podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend, somebody that is new to the hamster community or thinking about getting a hamster send them this episode or previous episodes so they can go ahead and check it out as well. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I am super excited for the weekend. I will see you all next week for another episode. But all you guys out there in the hamster community, enjoy the weekend, be safe out there, and have some fun time with your hamsters and make some boredom breakers. But first, I know you're waiting for it.
And of course, as always, have a happy one, guys. <laughs> you work your magic, babe. <laughs>